1: Hello, we're going to talk to Buzz here in just a second, but I got to tell you about our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. If you want to support this show, this is absolutely the best way to do it. You can sign up for as little as $1 a month or as much as $15 a month. In fact, if you sign up at the $15 per month level, you'll get our Tuesday and Thursday shows presented without commercials. Plus, you'll also get two post-mortem mini-shows recorded after the credits on our Tuesday and Thursday podcast. And you'll also get the subscription-only After Party podcast on Fridays with its revealing discussions about sex, drugs, rock and roll and politics. Again, that's Show.com or click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at BobSeska.com. And now let the cartoons begin.
2: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
3: I live in the American Gardens building on West 81st Street. My name is Patrick Bateman. I'm 27 years old. I believe in taking care of myself in a balanced diet and a rigorous exercise routine. In the morning, if my face is a little puffy, I'll put on an ice pack while doing my stomach crunches. I can do a thousand now. After I remove the ice pack, I use a deep pore cleanser lotion. In the shower, I use a water activated gel cleanser. Then a Honey Almond body scrub, and on the face an exfoliating gel scrub. Then I apply an Herb Mint facial mask, which I leave on for 10 minutes while I prepare the rest of my routine. I always use an aftershave lotion with little or no alcohol, because alcohol dries your face out and makes you look older. Then moisturizer. Then an anti-aging eye balm, followed by a final moisturizing protective lotion. There is an idea of a Patrick Bateman. (laughs) Some kind of abstraction. But there is no real me. Only an entity. Something illusory. And though I can hide my cold gaze, and you can shake my hand and feel flesh gripping yours, and maybe you can even sense our lifestyles are probably comparable. I simply am not there. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was Junior's speech last night. Just jacked up to the gills. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 25, 2020. And this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,314 of the Trump crisis, 70 days until the 2020 presidential election. And uh, his real name
2: is Mike Elson. But we call him Buzz Burbank, and he's sitting right there. Hey, Buzz, how are you? Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here. Man, do we have a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. He's Bob. I'm Buzz. And can you believe it? It's only been six years since we were just pool boys for the Falwells. Time flies. Yes, it does. I, I think I'm ready for the show today, Bob. I just I just finished a refreshing cup of Russian tea. <laughs> Catch me if I fall. Yeah. Uh, but you, uh, you're going to have to speak up a little bit today, Bob. I'm a little hard of hearing after the Kimberly Guilfoyle speech last night. <laughs> you too. So so ringing a ringing in my ears. What a week so far. Uh, it's amazing. The U.S. is dealing with the three major disasters. At the same time Mm -hmm. Uh, The California wildfires uh, Hurricane Laura And the Republican convention (laughs) Nightmarish Last week's uh, Democratic convention Went over so well It's been picked up by Netflix I
1: don't want to binge
2: that one (laughs) In other other TV news Apparently uh, This year's Labor Day telethon Is to raise money for the post office here we are. September's coming. A lot of schools are open uh, and the, the Friday night lights are already back. Yeah. Uh, in in high school football this weekend, it's the Altoona Asymptomatics versus the Southside Super Spreaders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rooting for the Asymptomatics, frankly. That's can't, me. can't wait. Can't wait to see the highlights. Uh, <laughs> but but I'm, I am ready. I think I'm ready now for whatever uh, comes next. I think I now have everything i need to survive the final four months of 2020 uh, uh crosses silver bullets wooden stakes garlic and holy water
0: <laughs> i beg your pardon why did you ruin it the rose garden Hello. tower you've got to go oh oh, oh oh i beg your pardon
4: why did you ruin it the rose garden
1: a cemetery <laughs> okay that was wow yeah. wow jody wow. hamilton that jody was jody uh- hamilton and ann arbor rocky mountain mike oh my god an instant classic right there i'm so proud Damn. of jody man she's got an incredible voice i mean we knew about and ann arbor she's got a hell of a voice but we knew about rocky mountain mike of course but uh, you know what? We also knew about Jody Hamilton too, because I've actually played one of her songs on the show. And we- oh, really? <laughs> She's got an amazing I, voice.
2: I had never heard her sing before, and uh, wow! I mean, just wow! That was an amazing job, and of course, yeah. great production by Rocky Mountain Mike. But uh, Jody, wow, uh, yeah. w- 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 wow! Thank you. That was. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I've, I've never heard the triple wow from Buzz Burbank <laughs> that before. Was, <laughs> that was that was really well. That's how you know I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
1: Oh man! Well, I got to tell you, uh, first of all, our normal platform for Buzz and I connecting for the podcast is zots out today. It's kaboom. today something is today, wrong.
2: We're, we're, today we're using tin cans and string.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. So if Buzz sounds a little bit different, a little bit muffled. It's not so bad, but it's it's noticeable to me. I don't know if it's noticeable to everybody else, but we're using oh. a different. Yeah, we're using the uh,
2: the big Google platform today. S- so you think I should take off the mask? Then? I... <laughs> that's what
1: it sounds like. It sounds sounds like, like you're wearing like, a mask, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All
1: right. So, um. you know, uh I am now wearing uh both pants and a shirt today. Uh not technically, <laughs> but I'm wearing short pants, but still I'm wearing some uh-huh. sort of clothing today. Unlike that clip that I provided for the sexy liberal virtual tour from this past Saturday that did not get used. But that's, you know what? Ah. Uh, that is absolutely okay that my nipples didn't appear in Bob. Saturday night show. Bob, one word. Yeah. Patreon. And that's exactly where it's going. <laughs> Stephanie is Stephanie is putting it up on her Patreon page as kind of a deleted scene. So I think there's going to be a bunch of outtakes that are going up on the uh, Stephanie Miller Show Patreon page. Oh. But what happened was um, it got clipped out in lieu of showing an animation of me and Kimberly as stick figures having sex in Stephanie's refrigerator. So That makes that, perfect sense. It was way funnier, I gotta tell you. I've been <laughs> laughing about that because for some reason the animation of having sex the two of us having sex is way more exciting than the actual sex that we have oh is... oh oh
2: man well wow. i'm not saying
1: it's not exciting i'm just saying that that was that was more exciting looking i mean there's wow. so many
2: different you're, you're such a romantic <laughs>
1: So many positions that those of us uh, who are in the range of fifty years old have a little trouble doing. The dexterity and uh,
2: overall flexibility is sort of restricted these days, but you know, we do our best. <laughs> well, that's great. Congratulations to you and everybody. You. And it sounds like you had a lot of fun. I did get to see a video clip uh, of your of your puppet show with Alex Jones. And uh, yes. And- uh, let me just say, cocaine on a puppet, funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna do a puppet show, make sure you have the puppet beating itself in the crotch, and then doing a giant pile of like Tony Montana cocaine just right there on the desk. And that's what we had uh, puppet Alex Jones doing on the show. And thank you to to the one of the greatest voice guys in the history of voice guys, Carlos yeah. Alice Rocky, for doing. The Donald Trump voice in my uh, Alex Jones bit, it made it a thousand times better. So, yeah, thank you to to Carlos for that.
2: He, yeah. Yeah, it sounded very good. Did, he did a wonderful job.
1: I got to tell you, I had no idea, too, that there was going to be so many puppets in Saturday Night Show. Because Hal, Sp- oh, really? Hal Sparks also did a puppet show oh, as part of his don't
2: presentation. You, don't you hate that when another kid in the class does the same science project <laughs> No, as you.
1: we should have yeah. called
2: each other. We also <laughs> dressed exactly the same for the show. <laughs> show. Uh, mm, yeah. Interesting.
1: But, <laughs> Hal's puppet show. Was called <laughs> Trumponomics, and it was one of the cleverest, funniest goddamn things I have seen in my entire life. Remember that show? I think it was MTV2, MTV for a while, maybe. It's called Wonder Shows back in the day, maybe 15 years ago. This was better than anything that Wonder Shows ever did. I'm talking about Hal Sparks's oh. puppet show about Trumponomics. So funny, so smart, and just nailed everything about how Donald Trump manipulates numbers and exploits how, uh, you know, everything from fractions to facts and just to snow his own people. And that was really good and Stephanie's judge Janine was hysterical. Judge Janine Hammered, of course, as usual, and then I, the
2: MVP. I would love to see that. I, I didn't. I didn't know when it was. For some, yeah. Somehow, that got past me when when the actual date was, and I, I think it was maybe this morning. I started reading the glowing reviews about the show. And, uh, you know, I, Oh, that must've been this weekend.
1: Yes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was gr- just an unbelievable event because it was all based on this new technology where we were able to connect at the opening yeah. day, where we were doing a kind of a cocktail hour. There was kind of a chat roulette going on where we were just uh-huh. randomly matched with attendees. And that was so much fun because I got to meet so many people who are Stephanie Miller show listeners, people who are listeners to this show subscribers on our Patreon page. Uh, so many wonderful people. Uh, I've got to meet uh, mia montenegro whose music we uh-huh. play on the show sometimes here yes uh also linda o'brien who i see occasionally in the comments on our patreon page so many wonderful supporters of this program and oh that's uh, great i also have to say john Fuglesang sang did an amazing steve <laughs> mnuchin impression i had no idea <laughs> wow that, that he had that capability but it was great oh,
2: i'd love to see that i'd love to see uh, stephanie as judge Janine uh, drunk that would have been great <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure that was that was great. Can you still, can you see it in reruns? Is oh, the, yeah. Is it was, oh yeah. It was yeah. So I could, yep. yeah, I would, I would like that very much. Yeah. I, and by the way, speaking of your supporters, your followers and fans and supporters uh, I, I've been getting a lot of friend requests lately from your people and, 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 or, or I guess now our, our people. people. Yeah. But, but oh, and that's wonderful and I, I the problem is i'm at my facebook limit and i can't add anybody right. so if if you're one of those people in waiting uh, please follow me and uh, over the weekend i will uh, bump off some deadbeats and uh, <laughs> and 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 make room for you so <laughs> So so please hang in there, and thank you very much for asking.
1: And make no mistake, Buzz is going go door to go door-to-door with a shotgun and just bump off the deadbeats.
2: <laughs> that's right. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Frangela as Diamond and uh-huh. Silk. Of course, that's an, a no-brainer that they get to uh, satirize those two idiots. Uh, my nude scene will be up on the uh, Stephanie Miller's Patreon. So, for what that's worth, I think I now, I, I sent it, it, to, it. I sent it to David yesterday. I sent it to T Rex oh, yesterday. He just read a text, and I thought he was going to pass out.
2: Well, <laughs> of course. Well, what are you, What are you? What are you trying to do to that man? <laughs> what are you? Now, wait, stop, because now this is a new wrinkle, part Okay. Of the expression. You, you were fully nude? I thought you were going to go shirtless, but now, what, you were nude? Well,
1: it was intended to look like I was naked entirely. Uh-huh. While uh-huh. I was only shot from so. basically the midriff on up. It was to suggest that I was fully naked. I had shorts. I on. I mean, I hate to spoil it, but I was wearing some form
2: of clothing, I even see. though I was right. shooting it entirely by myself. I could have been yeah. naked. I mean, I could have been standing in my Be- kitchen naked, <laughs> but you know, Be- because you know, I thought maybe your career had taken a turn of some kind. You know, I didn't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I All am. Right. I am dedicated and loyal to Stephanie Miller, just not that dedicated, Buzz.
2: May- May- I will. Bob not- Seska, male model. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh,
4: let's see
1: uh, what else here. There's so many things happening all at once right now. So we got to dig into uh, the uh, fun and awfulness all at the same time.
2: Here, let, let me take off my mask and tell you, I've got some things here that uh, I thought we should go over before we dive into today's show. <laughs> okay. I know these, these are things you're going to want to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, and, and some of these things may be on your list of things to talk about today, but I think it's important and important context for us to, uh, keep these things in mind as really bad, bad news for Donald Trump over the last week yeah. and, and better news, much better news for those who oppose him. I think this puts us in the right frame of mind to look at all the horribleness of this week's uh, Republican National Convention. Yeah. So, so as that goes on, keep these things in mind, and I'll go over these in my newscast again this week in more detail, but okay. here they are. Yeah. Uh, there, are t- there are 12 things here. You want to number them? Just give me a one. Sure, I'll
1: give you a, oh, I can give you a ding. Okay. How about that? Okay. just list all right. one and I'll give you a fine. ding.
2: fine. Number one, Senate Intel report tied the 2016 Trump campaign to Russian intelligence. <laughs> There we go. Number, number two, uh, Trump failed to prove wide vote fraud, losing a case he had in Pennsylvania to kill drop boxes. Uh, number three, he failed to prove immunity from the New York investigation. Number four, New York filed a bank fraud suit and referred it to the IRS for criminal charges and demanded testimony from Eric. Uh, uh, next, next, a third uh, his third campaign manager, Steve Bannon has been arrested next Kellyanne Conway quits <laughs> next uh, there's a tape that has Trump's sister calling him a cruel liar without principles uh, his evangelical endorser forced uh, has been forced to resign in a sex scandal uh Facebook is developing a kill switch for Trump's attempts to delegitimize the election when the results come in uh, <laughs> Next, his presidential rival Joe Biden gets a post-DNC popularity bump. Next, a school systems defy his order to reopen. And finally, postal workers defy order not to reconnect sorting machines. That's it.
1: Wow. So it's been a bad 10 days for uh, King seven days. Yeah, seven days. Just seven days. That's,
2: no? that's 12 bad things for Trump in the last seven days, despite all the happiness that they're trying to portray. At the Republican convention, this is the reality, this is the real environment, and if we remember these things, if we remember all of these things, I think it will help us get through what you're about to (laughs) help us discuss.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, we're going to discuss some of those things in detail here on the show today, because there's some things we just can't ignore, because, oh my God... There are so many things. more dings.
2: I mean, just fire like, hosey. Yeah, fire hosey,
1: Very, yeah. very fire hosey. is it well put. But I mean, we've got the Republican <laughs> convention day one. Uh, uh-huh. We learned yesterday at about this time that there is no GOP platform. There is no Republican right. platform. The Republican platform is, hey, Trump. That, what that's he, the
2: entire Republican the, platform. The, the platform is what he said.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly right. But yet they attack the Democrats for not talking about policy, which is just so hysterical. Because you know why? The thing with last night is everything that they said that was full of shit. And that was like mm-hmm. 99.9% of everything that went yep. on at the uh, convention last night, right, day one. Right. Uh, Just so completely full of shit. So it works with the people who have already accepted the full of shit stuff.
2: Here's if I may. Here's the difference between uh, the Democratic Convention and the Republican Convention uh the at least the democratic convention reached out to everybody. I think yeah. you and I may have discussed this, I'm not sure, but it was uh, using uh, uh everything from from republicans to socialists, mm-hmm. uh democrats made a case to all american voters. Republicans don't care about that because Trump doesn't care about that and yeah. it is, is it's his party now. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so all they care about, all he cares about is playing to the base and that's what they're doing. So while republicans appealed uh, tried to appeal to everybody, uh repub uh, Democrats uh, tried to appeal to everybody. Republicans tried to appeal only to their base. And that's the
1: problem. That's going to be the fatal flaw of Donald Trump because he still thinks he can pick up some of those disgruntled former Obama voters. But, right. but the ship has sailed on all that. He yep. has done nothing to reach out to those people who actually ended up switching from a Democratic vote in 2012 to a Trump vote in 2016. And so the Donald Trump coalition right now is Locked down
2: at like forty percent, forty one percent, yeah, or less, less smaller. Yeah. Keep going, <laughs> right, right. keep going. He yeah. pu- actually pushed people out of the tent. Mm-hmm. A, whereas, whereas the Democrats have endeavored to bring people into their tent, Trump has actually pushed people out of the Republican. Tent, That's right. What used to what used to be the Republican Party.
1: And the Republicans that are still in the tent, uh, Mark Meadows was trying to give them COVID nineteen yesterday. I don't know if you I'm saw sure. <laughs> any of that video yesterday, Buzz. But Mark Meadows meeting and greeting Red Hats outside the convention by shaking hands with them, by kissing them, by getting way up close and talking to them like close talking like Judge Reinhold in that Seinfeld episode. None of them were wearing masks. There was no social distancing. So Mark Meadows suddenly became a vector on videotape. I mean, we have it on tape that this guy is going around. Likely spreading a virus. I mean, I would be shocked that in two weeks we don't hear about an entire slew of RNC attendees getting the uh, coronavirus uh, because of Mark Meadows.
2: That's the choice they made. I guess I don't. There's not much we can do about that. No. There's not much about it that surprises us. It also doesn't surprise us that uh, the show last night and what we can expect from the three nights to come uh, lies. Just all yeah. lies. Yeah. Just just lie after lie after lie. The fact checkers counted. More uh, lies in the first few minutes of the first night of the Republican convention as they did during the four nights. Wow. I was reading the fact-checking last week of the Democratic uh, National Convention, and they, and one one observer said the Democrats aren't even telling the lies they normally tell at a convention. <laughs> You know that, that, that me up. Yeah, they they, they had a hard time. <laughs> the fact checkers had a hard time finding many falsehoods. Yeah, once they found, were very small. There were not the usual false claims about jobs or taxes or those kinds of things. Uh, The Democrats didn't make false claims last week. No. The Republicans uh, did a pile of them out of the gate. Yeah, I know.
1: And the thing that was killing me, it was the overall theme of especially the two hours, because for some reason, they wheeled out Charlie Kirk at 8.30, like a half an hour ahead of time. And I don't know why they got started so early. It's supposed to start at 9, as far as the televised portion of the uh, convention. But throughout those two hours, it was this whiplash theme Switching back and forth between we love black people, seriously we Uh do, and then Mm -hmm. black people are terrorists. They didn't even bother to separate that crap with a couple of segments of something else. It was literally going from black people, we love them so much, look at Donald Trump's black friends, and then suddenly... Black people are all terrorists, and here are the McCloskeys with their guns to tell us how I, they warded off all the BLM terrorists from their front lawn or whatever it was. This is an amazing thing to, to look at, that kind of... No, I, no wonder the Red Hats, uh, their heads are exploding on a routine basis, because they are so confused, because they're getting all these mixed messages, and last night was just full of mixed messages on top of the
2: lies. And I wonder how the family of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin feels... About Herschel yeah. Walker's uh, full-throated uh, endorsement and uh, claim that Trump is not a racist, uh, yeah, you know, no. I, I, you no, know, no. the weird, weird times. But everybody knows they lie, and and uh, the people who watch, the people who support Trump, uh, they know he lies, and they don't. Care. yeah uh they like the i heard it again this morning on on the cbs world news roundup uh, his supporters like the way he talks <laughs> they like they they like they they like that that bully that tough guy uh and they're going to stick with him no matter what yeah. uh, fortunately their numbers have gotten smaller uh the uh, Progressive base has grown and gotten more determined. Uh, he gives them more determination every day, and I, you know, I, I think uh, he knows he knows from the numbers he's losing the double digit the double digit trailing in the polls should should tell him everywhere from ten to twelve points I think currently yeah uh, you know in in terms of uh, Biden's lead over Trump uh, he he knows he's going to lose and so all they can do is continue to throw the lies and continue to try to fire up that. Shrunken base.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Speaking of numbers, the ratings were not good. The Democrats throughout uh, all of the networks on Monday night of last week, so the uh-huh. first night of the Democratic convention, fourteen point six million viewers across all of the six networks combined. Right. The Republicans last night only eleven point six million viewers. So and, that, and again, right. that's that's across all of the yeah, that's across all of the networks combined. So so yeah. fourteen
2: million people saw a better show than eleven million people did. <laughs> that's uh, right. The 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 praise. For for uh, those four nights and how they were conducted and how they ended, yeah, I, I, you know, I must admit, I felt pretty depressed this morning getting up, reading about. It. I did not watch. I want to ask you about that. I did not watch the Republican convention last night. i read every account and every detail uh, yeah. about it. Uh, but but I, I couldn't bring myself to watch. Uh, but, I, I, you know, it, the last week's Democratic convention uh, got so much praise and I felt so inspired at the end of it. I mean, after the fireworks and everything and, and the four nights of really wonderful programming. Uh, And then uh, the Republicans came on Monday night and and really deflated me. I was pretty down this morning seeing the the mess they'd made all over television last night. (laughs) So I have to ask you, did you watch, how much did you watch, and did you see Rachel cut in to fact-check the coronavirus disinformation.
1: Yes, I did. I watched, in fact, from about 8.30 on. So 8.30 to 11, that's the block that I checked out. I missed a little bit of Charlie Kirk, but of course, Charlie Kirk can barely string a sentence together, so I didn't miss a whole lot there. But, uh, you know, I did get the opportunity to notice that Rachel Maddow and the MSNBC team were fact-checking as they went, and it was especially Mm -hmm. appropriate during all of the misinformation and lies about uh, the coronavirus, which was important to make sure that the public is getting the actual truth when it comes to uh, the pandemic, which you didn't hear anything like that at all. In fact, Trump was still going around calling it the China virus during those weirdly awkward moments. I think there was one tape where they had him standing strangely in the East Room with people randomly around him, also standing awkwardly. And he started out by calling it COVID, and then eventually he slipped back into his own Trump mode and referred to it as the China yeah. virus a bunch and, of times. And
2: all of those people except for him were in violation yeah. of the Hatch Act by the way <laughs> yeah. at the time. It was happening. And I wonder I wonder, and this is a funny thing uh, I wonder if because he stands funny that makes <laughs> other people stand funny. They should never you, shoot it, him it, like you. that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? Because he's always, he's always standing at that kind of angle where he's bent yeah. at the butt. You know, he's bent <laughs> at the hips and 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 leans forward. And so everybody else to make him feel normal uh, begins to stand the same way. I wonder if that, I wonder yeah. if that actually happens. Well, at one uh, point,
1: one of the attendees said, "Oh yeah, I had coronavirus. I uh, was infected
2: with it." And Donald Trump's swelled.
1: reaction is, "Oh hey, we need your blood." I don't think I... If Donald Trump says, hey, we need your blood, I'm running out of the
2: room fast. He's confused. If he pays any attention at all to QAnon, he knows it's the Democrats who want blood. That's
1: right. What he really wanted, though, was the plasma. And fuck him for saying
2: plasma all the time. It's the new 1917, isn't it? Well, and you know, I mean, I think you nailed it uh, many, many, many months ago when you said he does this to troll us. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's that's why he calls it the China virus. He doesn't <laughs> call it that because that's what he truly believes it is. He calls it that because it's provocative. It mm-hmm. provokes his base uh, and their motivation and. Uh, in his ignorance provokes those who oppose him
1: I mean ultimately the thing that I was taking away from last night's overall presentation is that uh, the answer is no they they <laughs> could they couldn't match the production value and especially they couldn't match the heart of last week's Democratic convention it was basically like one of those round tables like you would see in the White House where Donald Trump gets the cabinet together and they sit around a big table and they go person by person to just drive and- their face right between his butt cheeks and smooth and yet
2: it felt, and yet it felt cold and sterile, and yes. it may have been p- produced by a reality show, an Apprentice and Survivor producer, Mark Burnett. But it, you're right, it did not have the heart and warmth. I retweeted uh, a post today I saw that showed a side by side comparison of delegates nominating uh, their candidate from the two different parties, and it showed uh, the diversity uh, of uh, Democrats in different parts of the country in. Uh, recorded shots uh and uh, but in the on the republican side it was all white men standing in front of the same background (laughs) one after another yeah and uh, the contrast of that is is stark i you know americans have taken their corners uh, perhaps they'd taken their corners long ago on this election and i think we all just want to get it over with at this point Mm -hmm. uh the lies are going to continue throughout the week and throughout the campaign uh, from from the Trump camp. Uh, I was pleased about one thing I I this week, uh, <laughs> this past week. I, last week I, I was amused, or I was careful, cautious when I read a story that said, don't get excited because uh, Biden will not enjoy a post-convention bump this year, and here's why. And it laid out some very logical arguments about mm-hmm. why we would see no post-convention Uh, popularity bump for Joe Biden. Uh, Two days later, a new ABC poll says uh, Biden enjoys post-convention bump. So yeah, the very thing the very thing that yeah. some some pundits were saying wasn't going to happen did in fact happen. Right. Uh, although the lead didn't change, he maintained his uh, double-digit lead, uh, Biden went from a negative popularity rating to a positive uh, popularity rating and by a substantial margin. Yeah. That's how helpful last week's Democratic convention was. Oh, I don't see, I think we can safely predict, that Donald Trump will not get a convention bump this week.
1: <laughs> No, no, and he's going to overexpose himself. I mean, that's part of the problem. He was all over last night's event, and then he did an mm-hmm. entire coked-up rant yesterday morning. During the DeJoy hearing, he wanted to distract from that, so he jumped on to the next nearest microphone and just did one of his grievance rants, where he just mm-hmm. went through all the usual shit about the China virus. and yeah, I mean, he was even relitigating the 2016, remember the 270, and it's all that crap. And so that... That was a good hour yesterday
2: morning, and then he scheduled <laughs> no, to it speak. No, was a That was a bad hour. That was a bad hour, yeah.
1: A, a, let's put it this way. It was a full
2: hour of, Don- yes. of Donald Trump.
1: <laughs> you know what? And speaking of jacked up on cocaine, we got to yes. talk about Don Jr. We got to talk about Kimberly Guilfoyle. But before we dig into what I consider to be the fun aspect of last night we got <laughs> cuz you got to have got to have some fun with this shit gotta have fun. Uh, before we do that we got to talk about the newdealshop.com unfortunately covid-19 infection rates are exploding across the nation we know it's common sense that everyone wear a face mask and finally most states have put mask mandates in place face masks are still our best way to protect ourselves our family and our community but what happens when the mask you thought you were buying is fraudulent or worthless? The FDA has provided a list of authorized respirator mask manufacturers. Finding those masks has been a challenge and verifying their authenticity even harder. Right now, the NewDealShop.com has FDA authorized respirator masks with anti-fake authentication on every package to ensure you're getting exactly what you need. These masks are tested by the NPPTL in the United States and provide greater than 95% filtration. Right now, these masks are in stock and shipped for free for my listeners when you add the code SEXYLIBERAL two words. Go to thenewdealshop.com and order your supply today. That's thenewdealshop.com. Get them and keep yourself, your family, and your community safe. Thank you. The Bob
0: There are things we learn about each other We're learning one another just fine And it brings us a sense of wonder To find out just what's under your mind So it's hard to believe That you don't know a thing about me Nothing stranger
1: than two strangers still in love uh, yeah, this is Jason Burke. Brand new album called Strangers, and this is the title track, Strangers. Oh, my God. Link in the description at com to pick up Jason Burke's brand new album. And you know what? We're going to hear this again on the Indie Music Countdown coming up this weekend. It's all already that time of the uh, month. How do you... How do you put that? It's that that time of the month. It's that time of the month for the indie Music Countdown.
2: That was very cool. It it was a little bit, uh, for me, it was a little bit Fountains of Wayne. Yeah. With with a little Jody Hamilton mixed in.
1: (laughs) Okay. What's next year? Oh, yeah. You know what? We got to talk about Junior. We got to talk about Kimberly Guilfoyle. Kimberly Guilfoyle, she made me think of Donald Trump from four years ago. Donald Trump during the 2016 Republican National Convention uh, referred to Mm -hmm. Donald Trump as having yelled at the world last time. This is what Kimberly Guilfoyle decided to do last night. Uh, she yelled at the world for three or four minutes. And uh, it was really bizarre because she was standing in an empty room. Yes. So someone, and this is one of my favorite things in the world going around the internet today, someone put her loudest moments to the tune of North Korean propaganda music. Oh, so cool. listen to this. This is, in case you missed it, this is Kimberly Guilfoyle from last night. with some appropriate propaganda music behind it.
4: Don't let the Democrats take you for granted. Don't let them step on you. Don't let them destroy your families, your lives, and your future. Don't let them kill future generations because they told you and brainwashed you and fed you lies that you weren't good enough. Like my parents... You can achieve your American dream. You can be that shiny example to the world. Manifest and be the change in this country that you dream, that you hope, that you believe in. Stand for an American president who is fearless, who believes in you, and who loves this country and will fight for her. President Trump is the leader who will rebuild the promise of America sure that every citizen can here
1: comes the big American
4: finish dream. ladies and gentlemen leaders and fighters for freedom <laughs>
1: this was so great wow. about this again it was in an empty room so she reached that fever pitch by the end and she's screaming into her microphone and yeah. and, and then all you hear after that is just
2: <laughs> because it's an empty room because it's, it's an, empty, an room. empty room she's shouting in an empty room because she what doesn't understand the technology of amplification <laughs>
1: See, what she didn't do is what Joe Biden did with his speech last week. Joe right. Biden understood the intimate nature of an audience-free address in which you're right. talking into a camera, basically. Right. So he was able to connect one-on-one with every single American watching that telecast last week.
2: Kimberly Guilfoyle
1: is just like, blah, blah. Oh, noises. Oh, my God. See,
2: To shout into an empty room like that is as pointless as telling jokes at the beginning of a show without a studio audience. It really is a pointless exercise.
1: (laughs) So, but to me, the biggest highlight of the evening was Donald Trump Jr. And everyone knows that I love to troll Jr. That's one of my favorite things in the world because, I mean, honestly, the reason I do it is because I do kind of see him as a bit of a threat. Some idiot did a poll for 2024 uh, among the Republicans. (laughs) Mike Pence is number one as far as a favorite for the uh, Republican nomination in four years.
2: Well, sure, with that dynamic personality, why (laughs) wouldn't he be? (laughs)
1: That's right. Number two is Junior. And Ah. so I think my concern is well-placed. So whenever I can take a chunk out of that asshole, I try to definitely do that.
2: Junior was jacked up to the gills. Oh, my God, Buzz. Seems to be, I've seen the pictures, and it seems to be a universal conclusion. Yeah, Uh, There's been, I believe the word cocaine has trended heavily on Twitter today. Yeah, he did too much
1: of something. I don't know, I mean, I have no verification of what it was exactly, but I think all of us who are, you know, in the know uh, Mm -hmm. can recognize this shit when we see it. His eyes were... Watery, bloodshot yes. slits that right. did not move, that did not blink. He was, oh my God, blitzed on something.
2: There were so many tears in his eyes, he couldn't have hit the broadside of an elephant. <laughs>
1: suddenly the the memes going around today with Donald Trump Jr's bloodshot pink eyes right. i mean either he was coke to the gills huh. or eric trump went right up to him and farted right in his eyeball i mean it was just like one of those two options and i'm going to go with probably the coke to the gills because i'm going to
2: i'm going to go with both okay. i'm going to say both i'm going to say both
1: <laughs> oh no here comes eric uh, Eric's farting right into
2: jr's Eyes. making juniors eyes water yeah yeah uh
1: by the way you know junior knows what's coming next if his dad I, loses
2: he, i hear that i hear that he does yes. yeah
1: in the uh latest uh profile of junior in the new york times magazine it says here an electoral defeat in november trump junior fears could result in federal prosecutions of trump his family and his political allies He's told someone that he expects that a Biden administration will not participate in a peaceful transition and instead will <laughs> shoot the prisoners is the uh, actual, quote, shoot the prisoners. I mean, I don't think there's going to be any shooting going on, but I do think no. that there's going to be prosecutions all over the goddamn place.
2: I, I'm disappointed in myself at how much I like the sound of that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah no, we're not, no actual shooting.
1: Make no mistake, too, and this is kind of my final thought on night one of the Republican convention. <laughs> Nikki Haley and Tim Scott are Trumper clowns. Make no mistake, they sounded reasonable last night, and that's the scariest form of Trumpism. People who are espousing Trumpism ideas, but saying it in a way that makes it seem kind of normal. And it's not. Don't be fooled by Nikki Haley and Tim Scott. And I'm glad that most of the commentators afterwards were kind of like, huh, Well, they really sold out, didn't they? (laughs) I mean, they are. I mean, Nikki Haley especially is for now is a clown. What
2: what I'm I'm reading today is that Haley was setting herself up for a 2024 run Mm -hmm. with this speech, and you know, I think, I think, just as uh, Ohio's John Kasich did last week at the Democratic convention, I think they're they're. Positioning themselves for a 2024 run. Yeah, I don't know what uh, Tim Scott's aspirations or hopes are. Uh, maybe to be the vice presidential candidate on that ticket. Could I don't be. know. Yeah. But I, but I think that's what a lot of that is about. But you're right. It is more insidious when uh, they sound more reasonable. Yeah. Uh, when when they're raving lunatics about. Uh, you know, Democrats eating babies. Then, then, that's easy to that's easy to easier to dismiss. Yeah. When Nikki Haley says it and says it carefully like that, uh, I, you and I worry that some people will buy that.
1: I she only spent about a year as UN ambassador under Trump, but she said during that time she witnessed the UN up close and. A, And repeating something that Trump has said in that context, she was like, yes, all these foreign nations, all they do is take our money and then they treat us unfairly. I was like, you see, that's Trumpism right there. It's going to come around to the 2024 primaries and Nikki Haley is going to pretend four years from now that none of this ever happened. That she never said these things. That she was actually skeptical of the Trump White House. And she was critical. And she tried to steer the Trump White House into doing something normal. And to some
2: degree she'll get away with it to some degree.
1: And we can't. We absolutely cannot let her get away. He can't keep getting away with it. Don't let her get away with it. He
4: can't keep getting away with it. Don't
1: let her do it. Because you know what? That That's a pretty good segue into Kellyanne Conway. And the thing with Kellyanne Conway, I don't care about her family. I don't want to go there. It's none of my business. What's going on with George Conway and her daughter and their daughter, I should say. But I will say this. A large part of Kellyanne Conway is about Our business. She is going to try this effort now, after she's finally out of the White House, she is going to try to humanize herself using cable news, using maybe reality shows like Sean Spicer did, using her daughter, using any platform she can get her hands on to make herself appear as if well, I was just doing my job. I I, was just following
2: orders. I think she might. She has been invited to speak at the Republican National Convention this week. Uh, She has not yet accepted that invitation, I yeah. don't expect she, she will. My read on this, and and uh, you know, I don't want to get into too much of it myself, but uh, my read on this is that. She and George are both uh, finally, uh, their daughter's finally gotten their attention. Yeah. And and they've both agreed, uh, at least for now, to step away from politics. Will they both be back? Absolutely. Yeah. But for now, for the sake of their family, uh, they're both stepping away, probably on the advice of a therapist (laughs) uh, uh, or or a lawyer Mm -hmm. uh, since the daughters filed for emancipation. Uh, from both parents yeah. uh you know so it's yeah, it's an unfortunate it's a you know and I like to keep reminding people this is yet another family torn apart by trump mine's one of them, yours may be one of them yeah. uh, the people listening to us today oh yeah uh, and and uh certainly it's even the case with the Conways new this fall, a sitcom on NBC <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah. but no I mean it's a, it's a tragic situation and 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 the division in that family is caused by Donald Trump. Yep. And and this is the result. This is what comes of it. Uh and I I think Kellyanne will lay low for a while. I, I if she doesn't lay low for a while, then she truly does have no soul. But I think she has stepped away from politics for a while mm. uh to put out this fire back at her house.
1: Everyone knows what my position is. I mean Driftglass uh on their program on the Professional Left Pod Talking a lot about burning the lifeboats in the context of the never Trumpers and some of the wayward Republicans who hate Trump and are now joining with the Democrats at this point. I'm not with them on that. I'm not with Driftglass on the burn the lifeboats when it comes to those people because we need every vote we can get to defeat Donald Trump. That's the Cliff Notes version of my counterpoint to all that. But We have to burn the lifeboats when it comes to the Trumpers. We have to burn the lifeboats when it comes to these people who have enabled a fascist regime, a fascist Mm. tyrant, by taking every horrible thing that this president has done and spinning it in a way to make it sound normal and innocuous. And it's not.
2: Nobody's done that better or more than Kellyanne Conway. That's right. yes, she's been the the conduit to the media. So
1: I'm all in favor of no quarter for the Trumpers. I think there needs to be a Trump crimes commission. I think Glenn Kushner has the right idea Glenn Kushner as well as uh, Eric Swalwell I think they both have the right concept as far as uh, doing a bipartisan or whatever you want to call it nonpartisan commission that will examine all of these crimes and offer up recommendations to the Department of Justice or whatever law enforcement bodies are appropriate.
2: I don't want Donald Trump Jr. to worry his little head between <laughs> between now and the election, but but just between you and me, yeah, he's right. Yeah, uh, they're yeah. they're they're going down indeed.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think Kellyanne Conway is right there with them. <laughs> and, I,
2: one more one more thing, if I may, about the Never Trumpers. Yeah, uh, and I think yeah. yeah, some of you have caught this news, some have not. Uh, former Republican National Committee Chairman Michael Steele. Has now joined uh, the Never Trumper group, uh, yes. the Lincoln Project, mm. replacing uh, George Conway, who, uh, like Kellyanne, stepped away from politics yesterday. And uh, so I, I, I thought that was a, it's a, that's a significant thing when the former head of the opposing party, endorses the Democratic presidential candidate yeah. and uh, joins an anti-Trump project, uh, that's that's pretty significant news. In addition to the two dozen lawmakers, uh, the two dozen Republican, former Republican lawmakers who've uh, come out against Trump, yeah. and the, uh, the more than five dozen uh, former national security personnel, uh, Republican national security personnel, who've come out against uh, Trump. Uh, There are a significant number of Republicans turning on this guy. Now, they aren't the average voters, uh, but uh, I I hope all of this sends a message uh, and and helps some folks have a clearer view of what's really going on here. Uh,
1: The thing is, though— If we can't beat Donald Trump with this massive coalition, obviously with um, the entire Democratic Party and a good 10 to 15 percent of the Republican Party on top Mm -hmm. of the Democratic side, and we've already got massive energy with just Democrats alone, you stack on top of it 15 percent of the Republican vote, and we seem on paper unstoppable. And if we can't beat Donald Trump with this coalition, there's something horrendously wrong in this country, whether it's the cheating, whether it's the right. sabotage of the post office, you know, the um Louis DeJoy testimony, you know, and I've been calling him Louis because Glenn Kirshner called him Louis, so I don't know okay. if that's accurate or not. I, I think we had this conversation know. last week, but yeah, yeah, I'm going with Louis. So Louis DeJoy, okay. Louis the scalp DeJoy, uh, gangster <laughs> extraordinaire, Louis DeJoy. I mean, just on full display once again yesterday in the uh house oversight committee. What was uh, I want to play this clip. This is Stephen Lynch just utterly hammering uh, DeJoy about putting the sorting machines back. And this is DeJoy on the record saying, oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fix any of this crap that I've sabotaged already. Will you put the,
3: the high-speed machines no, back? No, I will not. You will not? Will not. You will not. Well, there you go. There I go, Watch those machines madam those chair. Machines let the witness out. answer the question, 30, 000, and 30, 000, he has gone order, over time. Order, 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 the gentleman may answer the question without being interrupted. Every and the question accusation, is, will you put the machines back? The, the, wow. the answer is no, and every accusation you made, other than the truck, adhere to the truck schedule, is inaccurate and more misinformation for it's the American an, public. It's
1: inaccurate, there are a lot of buffers, the boss had lots of buffers. God, what a gangster. Unbelievable. He indeed, and that's exactly what he is. <laughs> yeah. So he claimed, and this is some more whiplash from Republicans. This is amazing. Last night it was, black people are great, and then followed by, black people are terrorists. Well, yesterday mm-hmm. during this testimony, DeJoy was like, well, I didn't remove the machines. I didn't do any of this crap. I didn't I didn't restrict overtime. Yeah. What are you talking about? I didn't do any yeah. of this. So who he claims, did? <laughs> he,
2: he claims a lot of this was in motion before he got the job, oh, but sure. uh, that- That does not appear to be the case. Uh, You know, I mentioned in the 12 things, 12 bad things that have happened to Trump in the last seven days at the top of the show, I mentioned uh, that uh, postal workers were defying, and we know this in Washington state, it may be true elsewhere, uh, that postal workers were defying uh, the Postmaster General's orders and reconnecting some of the disconnected sorting machines that they were told not to reconnect. Uh, and, And also I know that in some cases, multiple... Uh, post offices in Washington state. Uh, there may be other states as well. But I also know that uh, in some locations, postal workers have tried to reassemble uh, mm-hmm. these uh, barcode sorting machines and found that crucial parts were damaged or missing Ugh. and uh, they are unable to reassemble. them. This is a very, very expensive equipment uh, paid for by the taxpayers that was thrown out back in one case, uh, left out in the rain. I don't
1: understand. And there wasn't a satisfactory answer, obviously, from DeJoy yesterday. I don't understand how the disassembling of the sorting machines actually saves the USPS money. I don't get what the connection is between, okay, we need to save some money because we've got these pension obligations, but let's just take apart the shit that actually makes things go faster and work better. I, right. Again, it's it's sabotage. That's it's all it is. They it's are trying kinds. to steal the election by sabotaging the Postal Service.
2: I, exactly. It's two kinds of sabotage, and I think I mentioned this last week, but it's worth reiterating. Yeah. Uh, they're sabotaging the post office in real time. Mm -hmm. They're doing real damage to the post office while at the same time, and this is the other sabotage, the sabotage of the election system, uh, while reinforcing uh, the view that uh, the Postal Service can't handle this mail-in election. Uh, And and so they're saying, oh, the post office can't possibly handle this, and then they're kicking it in the shins to make sure that it can't handle Mm -hmm. this, to make sure that they're a uh, dire and false warning is uh, comes true. Uh, it's not. There's been some damage to the postal service. By most accounts, the, the mail is mostly flowing. Uh, and and I think if people have a plan, as we've talked about before, and vote early, uh, use uh, an in person drop box if you can. Vote early in person if you can. Uh, if you must mail. Uh, do it as soon as you get your ballot. Yeah. And and keep an eye out to make sure that you're getting your ballot in a timely fashion. These are the ways to defeat uh, these attempts at cheating. Here we are again. Now, isn't, isn't this the case? Mm-hmm. The Democrats, once again, looking for ways to get around the cheating. Yeah. That's what we have to do every freaking election is, okay, what do we need to do? How much higher do we have to jump? What hoops do we have to jump through to try to overcome this cheating. Yeah. And this is just the latest cheating attempt. Right, and this is on
1: top of all of the other things. I mean, we're talking oh, about voter ID, we're talking about suppression, voter purges.
2: Gerrymandering.
1: Yeah, yeah, some precincts, some counties, some states are removing people from the voter rolls if they didn't vote in the previous two elections. So this is the kind of shit that we're dealing with, things that we have to overcome. And Poll watches. Yes, it is our, uh, yeah. it is our patriotic duty. as Americans to do whatever we can to overcome everything legal, that is, to overcome all of these illegal moves. We have to remain on the level while they cheat.
2: A number of us have said online that we would crawl through broken glass to mm. vote out Donald Trump on November third. Uh, we might actually need you to do that. Yeah. So uh, you know that that may actually come that may actually yeah. come true. Yeah. It, it's it's a shame, but it, it's what we have to do. And mm-hmm. and it, it seems to get worse all the time. And by the way, on the subject of poll watching, which will be used in minority districts yep. to intimidate voters in this upcoming election. Yes. Uh, the Republicans are. Uh, The Republicans feel they are allowed to do this again now after being banned from poll watching legally for 40 years because they intimidated minority voters the last time they had poll watchers. If you don't think they're going to—and suddenly during, oh, what luck we have, it was during Trump's campaign that that ban ended and the Republicans are now free to intimidate voters through poll watchers uh, uh, hiring uh, off-duty cops. To stand around and intimidate uh, minority voters, and it's going to happen again this year, uh, and because it's they have uh, giving them yet a new way, another way, an additional way to cheat.
1: Jesus fucking Christ on a stick. It is yeah. just unfucking believable. And you know what, by the way, Louis DeJoy was lying yesterday, or he he lied what? to the he lied to the well, he was lying all over the place. But one of the lies <laughs> that he was caught on is during the Senate Homeland Security Committee hearings last week, he claimed to not have any contact with Donald Trump, but then he told the oversight committee yesterday that he did have contact. Mm-hmm. So I and wouldn't he did. Be, Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we got some criminal referrals as far as perjury goes uh, regarding so. yesterday's testimony or even even the the Senate Homeland Security testimony from last week. But suffice to say, this guy is everything you suspect him to be. Obviously, from the idea that he has given... One point two million dollars of his own money, which was something yeah. that was covered yesterday in the hearings, and that the board of governors guy had given way more than that to the Trump campaign. So right. they're up to their a holes in you know Trumpism. A holes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so they have a vested interest. They have invested in. The success of the Trump reelect. And so they're going to do whatever they can to facilitate that, you know, to make good on their
2: investment. And invested in the destruction of the United States Postal Service in the process. Right.
1: And meantime, <laughs> again, Letitia James kicking all kinds of ass all over the place. Uh, she's suing the Trump organization and eric trump for right. financial crimes including tax fraud i think uh bank fraud
2: definitely bank fraud
1: yes. yeah yeah and apparently eric trump is trying to plead the fifth although he hasn't declared that he's pleading the fifth but i don't think he's right. going to respond to the subpoena and so but the, the idea was that he's going to be taking the fifth and i <laughs> the way he presented the fact that he was going to plead the fifth is instead of saying oh i take the fifth Instead, he's gonna hold his out outstretched palm with his fingers out and go, I I take this many.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um yeah. All the farther he got.
1: That's a, That would be a dumb guy <laughs>
2: joke is what that <laughs> yes, was. Yes, it is. He, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: but again, this is something that's uh, kind of amazing to behold. The walls are closing in on Donald Trump. Already, uh, Schneiderman had gotten rid of Trump University, and I think it was also the Trump Foundation that was also part of Schneiderman's investigation. Now Letitia James is going after the NRA and the Trump Organization. Trump's gotta be crapping his pants all over the place. This is what he's afraid of most, is when it's the states doing these things. There's no pardon power here. He can't do anything as president to defend himself other than to stonewall. And Eric is obviously refusing to testify, refusing to turn over documents. And by by Trump's own words, what Eric is doing right now is the you know the actions of a mobster. Donald Trump said famously that only gangsters plead the fifth. Only gangsters take the fifth. If you're not guilty, then you shouldn't be taking the fifth. If you're guilty, yeah, you, you better take the fifth. I mean, this is Donald Trump talking back in whenever it was, 2016, 2014. Um, meanwhile, the administration is, and we got to take a break here in a second. We're way late for a break. But the administration okay. is officially ignoring, and I think we hit upon this a little bit last week, and I was uncertain whether this was the case. I may have been talking about it with Glenn Kirshner as well on the show. But the administration is officially ignoring the Supreme Court. And it's with regard to the order to resume accepting new dreamers into the DACA program. They have decided, nope, Chad Wolf is going, nope, we're not. And it's in writing it. There's a memo to this effect. We're not accepting new dreamers. We're only accepting renewals from dreamers. And even then, we're only going to be renewing for a year. So basically... Fuck you, Supreme Court. We're going to treat you like an advisory body that we can just ignore rather than, you know, a separation of powers, checks and balances thing. This is how we need to uh, actually proceed if we cared at all about the Constitution.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is just more of the same. This is the Donald Trump, William Barr era in which uh, you know the, the the law and order is turned upside down. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I guess what I keep telling myself to try to get through this is it will be over soon. It will. It it, it <laughs> uh-uh. won't be sixty some days if we can make it, and we made it this far. I mean, I remember expressing this con- same concern five months ago, saying. Uh, you know, well, if we can make it till the elect, well, here we are. It's a sixty days away. We're getting closer. Maybe, maybe we can make it. Yeah. And I think once we do, the, the, that's going to provide a lot of hope and 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 a lot of change. Pardon the expression. <laughs> I want to I want to I, I mention something else. I don't know. You see, we're about to go to break, or
1: yeah, yeah. We got to take we're... a got to take a quick okay. break. Can, can you hold I, that thought I, to the yeah? I've, the break? I've
2: got I've, I've got something for y'all when we get back.
1: Gotcha. Back with more show right after this.
0: I wish I didn't like money I wish I didn't like wine I wish I didn't love the way you looked in those ripped up jeans and the devil in your eyes Oh yeah
1: the great gin chocolate and bottle rockets <laughs> Ah. Uh, Jen Farley and, and company here. This is called Flesh on Fire from uh, their Lean album. Link in the description at bobseska.com. Don't forget Indie Music Countdown this weekend. All right, so.
2: Is it is it just me or has Indie Music gotten better over the last decade? Uh, yes. I, I can yeah. tell you from experience
1: over the past year and a half now. I am so surprised. I thought maybe we were going to get some kind of cheesy, you know, cassette sounding demos. So did I.
2: (laughs) But no, I mean, it just blows me away. Uh, It very, not just good, but sophisticated. Yes. Technically, technically sophisticated. Amazing stuff.
1: Yeah. The best stuff that's happening is the music on this show. Unbelievable. Unbelievably great. So uh, finish your thought. What do you, what do you have in mind? Oh,
2: well, it's not a big thing, but I think it's important to mention. It's something I really wanted to, to mention. And that is, I, well, about three days ago, I put up a uh, news update, as I do, and, and I have it in front of me here. Yeah. Uh, the Democrat-led House has approved a measure to block the Trump administration's changes at the Postal Service and to provide USPS an additional $25 billion in funding. The Republican-led Senate is expected to ignore the bill. Okay. Now, uh, a lot of people, well, a lot of people, a number of people uh, came to me or commented and said, well, why do they even bother? what's the point if if they know that it's just going to die in the Senate, mm. why do they even bother to pass that? and I said, well, I hear the reasons that, that I can see one, it's a message to the voters of how they intend to govern yeah yeah okay and I think that's very especially as we get closer to the election a very important message to send it it also you know lays that I mean that legislation is there and could be passed by the new Senate once once it's in place yeah uh and and the other thing is, you always have to try to do what you believe is the right thing. Mm-hmm. So even if you are pretty sure that it's going to fail, uh, when it comes to right and wrong, you still have an obligation to try. Yeah, yeah. So uh, between that that moral need to try and uh, the chance of – convincing the public of of what your p- governmental priorities are going into an election i think they're, they're very good moves to make so yeah. i think that what seems pointless to many is really quite worthwhile
1: i think what they need to do at this point too if they really want to get this codified into law this additional cash for the postal service is they right. need to link it to something that is undeniably signworthy by Donald Trump. I mean, they have to link it to something that the Senate's going to pass and the, the, the Trump is going to sign. Right. And if Trump and the Senate well, refuse to do those things, then they look really awful. So they got to attach it to like a defense spending bill or something like I, that I to get it through. I
2: know. It's just, it, this wasn't, it wasn't just simply that. It wasn't. Like a simple expenditure that you could sneak into another bill, because the Democrats also proposed, and I don't think they were going too far in doing so, that all of the Joyce changes be reversed uh, by by an act of law, Uh, and and uh, that will never that will never see the light of day at least not until after. Uh, The end of January next year.
1: So one thing I wanted to mention here before we wrap up the show, because we're coming up to the end of the free portion of the show here, is uh, something that's not really getting a lot of play on social media, at least for now, Uh, probably because of the fire hose of news. But this uh, revelation from Marianne Trump Berry. Uh, who yes. was captured on tape exposing her brother as a fraud? This is Marianne Barry, the judge who had to step uh-huh. down because she was linked into an investigation into the president, and yeah.
2: she was she's, involved some way. She, yeah, she's no angel. No, but uh, once again, Mary Trump, uh, <laughs> Trump's niece, uh, caught Marianne on tape uh, saying. Uh, these rather remarkable things that the rest of us already knew. We just didn't know if his family knew. That's right.
1: And it's uh, amazing to see that this... I mean, I don't don't have the audio. I'm just going to go through some of the quotes here real quick. She said here on tape to Mary Trump, all he wants to do is appeal to his base, uh, Barry said in a conversation secretly recorded by Mary Trump. He has no principles, none, none. And his base, I mean, my God, if you are a religious person, you want to help people, not do this. She also said uh, his goddamn tweet and lying. Oh, my God. I'm talking too freely. Yes, she is. Uh, But, you know, the change of stories, the lack of preparation, the lying. Holy shit. And then she Mm -hmm. lamented what they're doing with kids at the border. She guessed her brother, quote, Hasn't read my immigration opinions in court cases. In one case, she berated a judge for failing to treat an asylum applicant respectfully. She also said, (laughs) she said, uh, oh, yeah, Mary Trump said, what has he read? And Barry responded, no, he doesn't read. It's the phoniness of it all. She continued. It's the phoniness and this cruelty. Donald is cruel. He was a brat. Barry said I did his homework for him and I drove him around New York City to try to get him into college. Then Barry dropped what Mary considered to be a bombshell quote. He went to Fordham for one year, actually two years and then he got into University of Pennsylvania because he had somebody take his exams. And Uh Mary, Mary Trump goes, no way he had somebody take his entrance exams. and, And Barry goes, yeah, SATs or whatever. That's what I believe. I even remember the name. That person was Joe Shapiro, Barry said. So Trump hired someone named Joe Shapiro to take his SATs or whatever. And then you know, Trump often goes around and says he got into the Wharton School, but he didn't get into the Wharton School. He took a couple of classes that were in the Wharton School portion of the University of Pennsylvania, but Trump was only accepted into the University of Pennsylvania Ah. uh, after attending Fordham for a while, but he wasn't accepted into that Prestigious Wharton program, like he goes business around school. saying all the time. Yeah, the business right. school. So that's the uh, kind of the extent I think. I, I think I got almost everything there as far as the quotes go, but. Uh, once again, it's got a, it's got a sting, Biff. Uh, I can't even imagine what his reaction was when he heard about the that. lying
2: and the cruelty. You know, yeah. it goes back to something I said a few months ago about uh, shades of gray in people. How nobody's really, truly all bad or all good. What the possible exception of Trump, <laughs> but 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 in the case of Marianne. Uh, the judge, the former judge, she got caught in a little graft thing with, yeah. with her brother. You know, it was about it was about skimming a little money. She doesn't draw a line there apparently, but she does, from what we've just heard, and apparently her own court rulings would indicate that she draws that line before a cruelty, ahead of cruelty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that she 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 may accept a little graft, but she won't stand for cruelty. Yeah. Uh, that sort of Sort of an affirmation of the fact that everybody's some good and some bad.
1: Oh man! You know, I'm already starting to feel the hangover from all the news here. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wrap up the uh, free portion of the show here. and Shove everything that we didn't get to over to the postmortem show happening on our Patreon page. Again, that's patreon.com slash bobseskashow, or very simply, bobseskashow.com, or you can just click the all-caps Patreon link at bobsuska.com.
2: You, you want to be sure and subscribe, because today's uh, post-mortem show will be three hours long.
1: <laughs> Only
2: three hours long. Uh,
1: <laughs> You're lucky it's not going to be four hours
2: because there's so many goddamn (laughs) things to
1: talk about. we got to talk about Social Security a little bit here. Donald Trump trying to defund Social Security. Uh, Some news on that front. Uh, Jerry Falwell Jr., we didn't even get to his three-way cuckold affair. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Uh, Trump wanted to do something to migrants that is really terrifying. There is a brand new piece out from... uh, The Daily Beast and uh, Molly Jongfast about Miles Taylor, who's that former DHS guy under Trump, who's now spilling the beans about all the insanity that he witnessed. So we're going to talk about that Uh, and a whole lot more on our Patreon page. You can sign up at five dollars a month. You get the two postmortem shows happens right after this music is done playing. It's like bonus material, bonus content. You can get all of that for $5 a month on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. Meanwhile, this coming up Thursday, it's Buzz Burbank News and Comment. Every Thursday, the best hour of news you're going to get all week. I'm sure a complete recap of everything uh, in the Republican National Convention and (laughs) just the avalanche landing on Donald Trump's head like a big old bowl of mashed potatoes. I'll have that. (laughs) It's coming up on Thursday. Also, a teeny tiny commentary by me. Happening yeah. in the mix, too. Uh, BuzzBurbank.com, also RealmNetwork.com, and everywhere you get your podcast. Meanwhile, Sexy Liberal Podcast Network uh, and all of your favorite uh, shows on that network, please give us all a five-star rating and review, including BuzzBurbank News and Comment, uh, on your favorite podcast platform. And also at uh, sexyliberal.com, you can also buy tickets to recap everything that ah. happened on Saturday night at the Sexy Liberal Virtual Tour, including my Alex Jones puppet show, uh, Stephanie Miller's uh, <laughs> Judge Jeanine <laughs> impression, Frangela, John sang's amazing stream-of-consciousness stand-up act uh, as a tribute to New York City. Just so beautiful to look at and funny to listen to. And uh, everything else, Hal Sparks' puppet show. Lots of puppets. It was a puppety, puppety <laughs> show. Puppety show. And of course, my point was to comment on the Russia thing. That was the whole purpose of a puppet. So, all right. That said, that's uh, a puppet. No puppet. No puppet.